Of course I did. Yeah. You delicate flower. I'm not a delicate flower. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagood. Yeah. It actually it's it's my sparkling water that is an orange vanilla that actually reminds me of a creamsicle. It gives me like a blast from the past from my grandmother when she used to always have creamsicles for dessert. Too bad we can't do a commercial for that. Be like, mm. Waterloo. Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace your Waterloo experience. Oh. <laughs> ah. Okay, so, so I do have to tell you um, something that came to my attention this week. Um, about last week's episode. Yeah. Rut row. So, um, I was telling a client of mine slash friend of mine about like her episode and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, hey, yeah, I just went and did this recorded and whatever, and da, 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 whatever. And I just vaguely, because the subject that we were speaking about presented like, hey, actually, we just had a conversation like exactly about that in our last podcast, blah, 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 blah. The episodes, go eat some tacos. And she just kind of looked at me with a very blank stare. And I was like, what? Like, it's Cinco de Mayo. Like, go eat some tacos. And she's like, yeah. And then I kind of was like, delay, delay, delay. And then I was like, oh, shit. Get your mind out of the gutter. Tacos, vagina, tacos, vagina. Yeah. So, um, interestingly, I was like, okay, that clearly is two Geminis at the best example period because you and I would never have would ever not. put that together. No, I would not. Like, ever. Yeah. And it was so funny. And then I just started laughing hysterically and I was like, I wonder I how many people that. have that same thought. Yeah, but I thought it was so funny. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's no fat squirrel in a tree, but we'll call it a day. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's fine. So, but yeah, I, I couldn't. I can't even say anything about it without it being, like, really dirty now. <laughs> yes. Well, and I. Like, hmm. Yeah. Well, but then it's just, like, it just kind of, what I loved about it, it was, like, a pure example of how. I don't think like that. You don't think like that. We That's like the last place our brain goes to. And then, and how, it's like a perfect example of how Geminis can be a little bit oblivious to just be like, we're so in our like clap, we're like in our air and like woohoo and we're happy. We're just happy, whimsical people. And for me, it depends on the energy because if somebody's got that energy in the room, then of course I'm like, tuna tacos. <laughs> Did you see tuna tacos? <laughs> That should be a shirt. <laughs> right? But at the same time, it's just kind of like, I don't usually go there unless somebody else's energy is already there. Right. And, like, and that's usually... And then it become a 12-year-old boy for some Right. When that's like, and that's usually when the boys are in the room, they're like, <laughs> bulls. Like, you know, erect. Like, you know, like they... And they go there. Right. right? And it's just... It's funny. Yeah. But, yeah. I just... There was something ball-related this week that I that Rudy chuckled and it's like, huh, like whatever. And I was like, 
what just happened? Like, I just can't. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I just thought I would bring that to our attention today, being that I've been wanting to tell you all week, and then I haven't seen you, and I haven't been able to mention it. So I figured, why not say it on air? Oh, literally, we're going into balls. Yeah, okay. Into balls. Okay. Yeah. So I was at my mom's house playing ping pong. <laughs> okay. And there's only one ball left that doesn't have a hole in it or doesn't go. Of course not. When you're playing. And so I just randomly on Am- got on Amazon and sent her, like, a dozen balls, right? And I get this text message, and she's like, um, did you send me orange pee balls? <laughs> orange pee pee balls? <laughs> and I'm like, I assume that means ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> Intertype pee pee balls, ping pong balls. Oh, like, why is my mother sending me a message about orange pee pee balls? The things we do, the things we do, mothers. Yeah, exactly. Mothers. Actually, I think I think I'd rather just have you say that you sent your mom orange pee pee balls for Mother's Day, because that just makes a lot more sense. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it is. Well, it is that thing. It's like it's Mother's Day, you know, and it's like you know, I on my other podcast, I actually had like a whole, you know, I had a guest person on, and she did terrific. She's a young mother, so you know, like she's. She's starting to go into that phase of, you know, transitioning from raising a young child to the person getting older. And she also likes to help, you know, other moms, you know, not have identity issues and things of that nature when it comes to being a mother. And, like, because you can very much get lost into that. And so we talked about different perspectives and things like that. But, you know, when I had her on, I said, okay, first of all, I said, I don't want this to be an episode where we're sitting there like coaching people about mothering. I said, I want us to bitch the fuck out about all the things that drives us crazy about being a mom, because that's something that we don't necessarily get to do enough of unless we have like, you know, a group of moms that just gets to like vent. Right. And it's so fun because moms love to get to do that, especially before freaking mother's day. Because the number one thing, you know, it's like the husband and the kids and everybody wants to do something nice and sweet, but they forget that like Mother's Day is on a Sunday. That's a primary like catch up on all the things day, right? That's like, hey, look, I need to do my garden. Hey, mow the lawn or I got to clean the house or I got to do the things. But then on Mother's Day, everybody wants you. They want to they want to spoil you. They don't want you to lift a finger. They want to take you out to a nice meal, which is super sweet. But the, in the whole back pinwheel, it's spiraling. Oh, I just lost a fucking day to catch up on my shit. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole it's either the whole week before Mother's Day. You have to double down on all of your responsibilities so that you can enjoy Mother's Day or it's like you have to triple up the next week. You have to push it off and then you still have to double down the week after just to be able to like have a invite like time with your family. Unless, you know, your family decides to like clean the house in front of you on Mother's Day and then you're feeling guilty that they're doing your stuff for you the whole freaking time, which then makes that's a whole nother issue. And then of course, I don't know why 
but it doesn't it's never failed and i'm knocking on wood that it doesn't happen but every single mom i think can ex- like knows this or has experienced this that why does all the shit go down before mother's day right like a week before mother's day two days before mother's day a day before mother's day a child a husband some kind of like fight ensues the dog, the something, like some some kind of dramatic thing happens to the point where you feel like crap, and then on mother, and then everybody wakes you up on mother. We love you. Like it's like they hated you one day, and then the next day, it's like here they're complaining about you for one thing or another two or three days before Mother's Day. So then you feel like you're just like in this feeling. And then on Mother's Day, they're like, we love you. You're the best mom in the world. And you're like, fucking kidding me? Like, really? <laughs> like, really? Because I'm pretty sure the day before you were complaining about so many different things. And then the next day you're like, you're the best. And it's like, D- okay, I, I can't, I'm not even sure I could take the compliment. Like, I just, I... Yeah, like, I don't. I do not. And then you're like, and then you're sitting there, and then they're being all nice to you, and you're like, okay, one, do you mean it, or are you just sucking up for being a dick yesterday? Like, you just like, and it doesn't matter. It's not, it doesn't have to necessarily be the whole family or the whole crew. It's like, it's like a dog, or it's like one of one of the kids, or it's like one of the spouses, or like, it's just ridiculous. And it's just like, you know, No. The answer's no. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of felt bad this weekend because I was like, I was out of town the last two weekends, and then I'm going to be out of town again next weekend, and I just saw my mom two weeks ago over the weekend, and I was, I just called her this week, and I was like, are you going to be upset if I just say I left your mother's car down, your mother's day car downstairs, I love you, and I'll talk to you on Sunday, but I'm not coming out. <laughs> hey, it's like, okay, though. You sent her pee-pee oh balls. I sent her pee-pee balls. Orange pee-pee balls. It's fine. It is fine. Orange pee-pee balls are great. It's game time. It is. Go play with the kids. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, a lot of moms never really get to do what they want to do on Mother's Day. It's not, you know, it's it's either the family's hoping to do something for them and that may not be what they want. Maybe it might have worked last year the year before, but then that year it's not what they want. It, like, it's never ever the same. And then it's like, okay, then you have to share with a mother-in-law or your own mother or doing something different. You know, like my mom last year, I believe it was last last year Mother's Day. But she, or Yeah, I think it was because it was like my mom wanted to get together with my aunt. And so, like, she wanted to get together with her. Well, I wanted to enjoy my Mother's Day and be lazy. Well, we live in the same house. So then it was like, oh, okay, you know, if she's going to have my aunt over, you know, and I'm like, you know, my mom, you know, she kind of felt bad. She's like, well, I really wanted to do this. And I was like, look, Mom, it's Mother's Day for you, too. Like, we're sharing the same day. Like, so it's not all about me. You want to hang out with your sister, by all means, go freaking hang out with your sister. But I just was not in this socializing mood. Like, I, you know, when it comes to, like, holidays, I really am a hermit. I I close in. It's how I rejuvenate. I am a natural introver- introvert, even though I'm, everyone assumes I'm an extrovert because of my outlandish capabilities of meh. And so, like, <laughs> like, I don't know how else to just, I, 
information. Yeah, I just, I yeah, just, am, right. Well, and it's like, okay, I, I turn myself on when I go out and I'm who I need to be for other people. But when I come home, in order for me to be who I need for myself, I have to shut down. I have to hermitize. I have to like rejuvenate. I don't want, I want quiet. Like I listen to my own self talk all damn day. I hate the sound of my own voice by the end of the day. So obviously I want silence. I want snuggles. I want like to watch a movie and just chill. You know what I mean? I just, I need to, I want to turn the world off and just live in my little bubble. And so, and then when you and you have a snake that interferes with your bubble and yeah. And, yeah, a snake. So yeah, so basically a snake interfered with our bubble because, you know, I really love my husband's perspective on this, but basically Thursday night, you know, I have my my son's teacher, who's also a good friend of mine, comes over. I work on her. Then she stays for family dinner. And then we did we, – and because Leo and Rudy brought home a game from their trip to Colorado, which, you know, congratulations to my daughter for winning regionals this year, which was very exciting. Um, but so, of course, as they're having this wild excursions, you know, of doing you – know, my husband – rolling down a ramp at the airport like as if it was a grassy knoll swimming on the escalator panel all just check out my tiktok i have posted all of the insane things i will later post him spinning in a chair for just clearly i want to make my daughter love me amusement purposes and so as they're in the airport you know, he they go to a store and they find this game, and it is like a Pictionary game where you just do all the the drawings and so basically, like you and I would have, like we would sketch, we get our own word, we sketch our word, and then we rotate it, and then the person next to you has to guess. So then they have they can only look at the guessed word. So it's like it's basically like a um, Pictionary telephone game. So, like, you know how telephone, you whisper something, and so you might say, like, cucumber, and by the time it comes around, it was, like, kookabumla. Like, you know, like, it's so, and people are like, what the hell is that? Or whatever. So, like, it's a funny, it's a fun game. So, we were playing the game, all fine, walk my friend to the door, we're finally, we sit down to put a movie on with Leo before we go to going to bed, and poor little Tuck Tuck, his face is like, she looks like J. Edgar Hoover. It was, yeah, the face was like rejecting itself. And so basically, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you can see one little puncture hole on the top of her cheek. And so then we're like, okay, she must have gotten bit by a snake. So we're, so I went immediately, got Benadryl. We're waiting 10, 15 minutes just to see, watch it. It's getting bigger and bigger. And then now her breathing starts getting very rapid and very, and not not controlled like she was she was struggling you know probably in panic and dealing with swelling and inflammation so of course we immediately all three of us get in the car and you know my mom's home with Kai so at least he's safe and snug and it's they're just sleeping babes it's fine and then we basically went to the animal ER vet which is, is the closest one to us and you know and thankfully she's okay um like they kept her for the 45 minutes we 45 minutes to an hour that we were waiting they just took her in the back and 
observed her. They didn't really do anything. And then when we got to the room, they're like, hey, we can basically give her a shot of antihistamine, which basically is another dose of Benadryl, which I'm like, I could have given her the whole bottle at home. But like, <laughs> at any rate, they, you know, they basically gave her a shot. We got some painkillers. $500 later, we get to come home. And, you know, I'm just glad that we went because of her breathing. Because that's the scary part. My daughter and I, my daughter is very much coming into her gifts because as we got there, the vibration, you know, her and her dad are goofing off in the lobby, you know, where most people are sitting there panicked. And it was like, none of us were worried because we knew she was okay. You know, like, because we felt the vibration that she was going to be fine, but we we're just going through the protocol of, you know, making sure, ensuring that yeah. we don't need to do anything else. Um, had had the energy been that she we were really bad, we would have all been panicked and scared and worried and whatnot. So you know, we it's like all three of us are putting that caring, loving blanket of love around her. And then when she comes, you know, when we get her back, you know, she's it's not just in her lip; it's even into her jaw, like into her neck and with like jugular formation. And you know, the poor thing's just sitting there, and she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like she's just sad and. Um, yeah, the poor thing. Well, and the sad, and the thing is, is like when it came down to it, there was the options of providing the anti-venom or it was giving her, you know, the antihistamine and observing her from home. And, you know, my daughter and I looked at each other instantly because as soon as they said, you know, we'd keep her overnight just to make sure she doesn't have an adverse reaction. And immediately my daughter and I were like, she's going to have an adverse reaction to anti-venom. We just, we knew that was not for her, like right away. And I looked at her and I, I had the feeling, I looked at my daughter and I said, it's your dog, your choice. Like, what would you like to do? And she's like, I am anti the anti-venom. I was like, good. I am on the same vibration. And so we, so we just like, we're like, Hey, just shoot her up with the antihistamine. We'll take the meds. We'll go home. I mean, within overnight, I mean, her face is half the, half the size. Her neck is almost complete. Like, this morning, it's not even there. Um, but it was, like, it was a good experience for us to be there together, all grouped together, you know, come home. We, you know, she's all doped up and doozy and, you know, the poor thing. Like, she can't, her face is so swollen that her tongue can't go anywhere, but, like, yeah, out to, out to its side. Oh, I got them. I, I, yeah, I totally, I totally got the pictures with that all bundled up in her blanket and we put a movie on and then, and obviously we're, all of us were exhausted anyway, but we put a movie on just to try and like, you know, give a sense of normalcy for everybody before bed. And then we all just fall asleep on the couch together. And so, you know, it's just, it's. My husband's take on it, I love the way he said it yesterday, but at the same time, it makes me almost like cry and feel like almost over emotional because I'm sitting, you know, he's sitting there talking like earlier in the day that a lot of beagles get, you know, they're curious in nature. They're, they get bit a lot in their faces because their noses take over. And so I'm just thinking of it of like, okay, it's Tuck Tuck. She's wandering around in her yard like she always does. And then, whoop, she came around a snake. Until Rudy last night really was holding Tuck Tuck, watching TV, was petting her, and was like, I'm so proud of you. You took one for the team. And he's like, you took one for the team. You protected us. We thank you so much. And 
and it's like we will take care of you like what i like so much about it was that i always think of her as you know here's the no here's the nosy beagle like oh she's so curious in nature da 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 and then when he said that to me it was almost like a complete revelation of it dawned on me like motherfucker I've been given this dog the assignment of protecting the per, our, our our yard, right? Like she, I mean, she has made it her mission that anybody that passes our yard, any squirrel that enters, any per, like person that walks by, like she's on it. At night, she will like almost to the point where she's got her ears perched. She's checking out the window. Sometimes I have to tell her, hey, it's time for bed. Like you, you don't like you know shift yeah it's shift right and so and then it like i was like that's exactly what she was doing she was checking the perimeter at night like she always does before bedtime and sadly there was a snake that bit her which most likely probably was a copperhead because it's copperhead season and you know boom like she like and that's really what just made me jaw drop because rudy's right if she wasn't investigating the yard, it could have very well have been one of our kids or one of us, which humans do not, are not as resilient to snake bites as dogs are. Yeah, and I so, know. yeah, so we have we have a hero in the house, and his name is Tuck Tuck. Oh, that's very cool, though. It, you know, it's, you know I, give, I give Nico the responsibility of keeping bunnies out of the garden. That's what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. Good job, <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it, it is part of it. And beagles, actually dogs in general, they just, they love to have a job. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they love their humans to connect with them and talk to them about, like, okay, this is what I need you to do for me. This is how, you know, you know, we, we trade out me feeding you for you having a job. Because otherwise they get bored and they're just like, why am I here? What am I doing? Well, I mean, it goes it goes back to every single person in the family has a a purpose, a position, a you know, like it's about rallying together. Every per, you know, you've got the person that brings the humor, you've got the person that takes the initiative, you've got the person that will be the responsible one, the one that anchors everyone down and mellows everyone out. Like every single person in the family, people overlook all the time that their fur babies are even their iguanas like for christ's sake like every every human has you know my grumpy ass turtle like that fucking hates me like has a purpose to annoy me like the the reason why is it's a constant reminder that no not everybody likes you and that's okay but you can still live in the same fucking house together and i'll still feed the damn fucking thing Freaking Nemo August 17th Pagood. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, that turtle's so mean. I really just think he wants to cruise all the time. Yeah. Like, because he loves escaping from the basket that I put him in when I'm cleaning his tank. And then just cruising and going anywhere that he freaking can. Which I love. I actually get joy watching him cruise. But then every time I have to put him back in his happy little house. Like, I just cleaned your home. And he's like, meh. Well, you know, he likes freedom. Can somebody set you up for freedom? For, Don't you know, be on the turtle side. 10 minutes a week or however. <laughs> Don't be. No, he just, he's he just. Like, I just want to wander. 
he does. He swims all the time because he loves to swim. Like, I love watching this thing, but he's just a freaking grumpy ass. And it's like, dude, I can't just let you wonder. You will get stepped on and die. Like, I don't think you understand. Yeah, he does not care. He does not care. I mean, but I mean, it's what I really like is that, you know, Kai will look over, like, check on him periodically from time to time. And it's so funny because he will, like, look at him and be like, Mom, he's hungry. Nemo's hungry. And I'm just like, you speak turtle? Okay, fine. I will feed the damn turtle. Like, you know, and, and then we'll do that. And then sure enough, he's like eating like a champ and he's doing all the things. So it just, every everybody in the home has a purpose. And it makes me sad on how much it's overlooked, you know. Good job, Nico. You protect this house. Because she is. She's just, she just has to do all the things. But, I mean, we have had, I can't tell you, I'm so looking forward to retrograde being, like, freaking doneer than done. Like, I am excited beyond compared. I think we go direct, of course, at, like, what, 2.38 in the morning. Leave it to me to remember the exact time because I am, like, counting down. I might even throw a freaking New Year's party for the for the crossover. Yeah, and then, and then apparently, like, our phase-out, like, our post-phase-out will be fully completed by the 31st. So, okay. mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, but I'm, it's like... Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, I'll be glad for this one to be over. It seems way more intense in some ways, but different. Dear, very different. Than a lot of the ones that. Like I don't feel, I don't feel as like panicked and rigid and like tension. I feel the airiness and the the there is a lightness to it, even though crazy shits happening. So like crazy shits ensuing, and then it's. Even though the crazy shit's happening, there's still like a lightness and a flow to it. And so that that is a little bit different. But I mean, I'm not kidding you. I mean, we not only had to deal with my husband having, a, you know, a massive car accident. Then we had to go into, you know, trying to find a replacement card to a loss of a job to a, you know, straight into what was it next? Oh, you know, here my daughter. Like we've had great ups you know like oh yay we found finally found the car the timing was perfect oh yay we went on a trip oh we lose a job we like there we get laid off ah then the next week so then like everything simmers down during the week you start thinking everything's fine then another fucking friday shows up and then it's like oh look at this wake up to shit's creek oh yay my daughter wins regionals oh crap we gotta check my mom into the hospital and make sure she didn't have a stroke ah dun 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 and then next and then it's like okay now that weekend's over and then we didn't even get to friday and it's there's a snake bite and like you gotta take the dog to the er and then i wake up in the morning and my fucking necklace breaks and i'm just like seriously what the fuck dude i just done i just done and then like in the middle of us trying to do our spiel like we like we do all of a sudden 
the tablet just stops recording and then we had to press play and then I looked at it and I was like why did that happen and I'm like you know what fucking retrograde I don't even want to ask any questions anymore I already know what the problem is I don't fucking care I just done. done I'm done I'm like I am emotionally and physically tapped out for any highs and lows of anything I'm just uh uh-uh. uh no it's okay you need a break I need a break okay. I need a break I know, I know, but I am excited though, because, you know, with my husband being so awesome, you know, a couple, you know, with our Mecha anniversary and doing the whole, like, you know, booking a trip to Choctaw and doing all of that stuff. And we got to rest and we got to really just enjoy time with each other, but we didn't necessarily play like, you know what I mean? Like there wasn't playness. And so, you know, he asked me what I wanted for my birthday, which you know, ironically, I'm totally, I'm not a cheapskate, but I really like a write-off. You know, like I like a birthday present that's a write-off. Like when he got me, you know, he got me a water cooler for my gym. I was like, sweet, where's the receipt? Like that was, and, and I loved it because he got me like the hot and cold one. So I could always have tea when I was working. And so, you know, like an, I didn't have to go downstairs all the time. So I, it was very super thoughtful and like an awesome gift. You know, even when like they get me tennis shoes or something that I, I could wear for work, I'm like, ooh, where's the receipt? It's a write-off. Like I get excited about it being a write-off. And so this year he's like, hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, we keep getting these coupons in the mail, like as if it's signs to go to the Windstar and I was like and they do like a two-night stay of course you call and it's not the main one it's like though they have a shuttle to the other you know the other hotel stay but I don't give a crap it's a free room for two nights we can like a shuttle back and forth go to the pool relax we can maybe play a little bit because they give you like a $75 play card and and they give you a free voucher and they honor all of them on the same like the so the same day like on the like you just go there you just have all the coupons so I'm like hell freaking yes let's have a little two-day trip and then I'm looking at schedule and I'm like the only I was like at first I was trying to figure out okay when do I want to do this do I want to do the week before my birthday do I want to do it the last two days of May which is Memorial Day which then it'd be crazy and then I was just kind of and I was like you know what I'm thinking about this too much I will need to let the vibration tell me when the right timing is And so I kind of just let it go. And then when I pulled up my calendar, I saw my calendar in a very free, like the days became very apparent. These are no days and these are yes days. And then it was like, okay, vibrationally, nope, nope. It makes more sense to go next week. So even though we went on a trip, we're going to go on another one this weekend, like on Tuesday and Wednesday. So then I like was very easily able to just take my schedule and kind of push and divide it. So I had like Monday's crazy, Friday, Saturday's crazy, but then Thursday's practical and we get to have Tuesday, Wednesday, and then drop, come back Thursday and just have a quick glimpse and just enjoy our time. So Fantastic. yes, I am like, okay, retrograde's over. So yeah, let's, let's just go. Let's just go and have fun. Yeah, which I'm. Celebrate, you know, for weeks on end. You don't have to, you know, do it on your birthday. Well, my whole thing is, is I'm normally a, I'm usually a pain in the ass probably to my family, because you know I always have, you know, reservations of my. I get in a funk and I get kind of depressy during my birthday. Like I just, I just, I just get in a funk. I don't want to do anything. I mentally. I'm just not capable. I kind of shut down a little bit during like the last week of May into like maybe the first two weeks of June. And I don't want to do that this year. 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to have any of those reservation re- reservation experience. I just, I want to live. I'm done feeling that way. I've, I've had too many years of having felt that felt that way and I just don't want to do it. So I was like, you know what? If anything, we get to kind of celebrate prior. So then that way when my birthday does come, it's like more uplifting and fun and joy, joyous and whatever. And we'll just... You know, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to break my own habits of my norm so that I don't keep doing some of the things that irritate me. Yeah. Yeah, last year I I kind of wanted to do that with my mom just go on a, you know, middle of the week Uber Windstar, spend the night at the hotel, play a little bit, have a good dinner, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's like she took it and was like, "Oh, well, you know, we can da 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 into my entire family at my house 13 people and cake and stuff that I couldn't eat anyway right and I was just like I don't even want to have birthdays if this is what it's gonna be <laughs> so, there's nothing like getting a cake that you can't eat right and well, my thing I'm is like I don't even want to get the house right I, you know I, and I, you know so I, I I don't need to be like ungrateful and a pain in the ass but at the same time this year I was just like you know what I, I want to go to a concert at the zoo with my friends in town and I don't even really care if my family's around right and you know it's like that that makes it kind of but, difficult because I don't want to say yes I realize you gave birth to me and poured all kinds of energy and love in whatever capacity you had to do so all of my life and I'm telling you yeah no I don't but do you, but do you also think that might be, like, do you also think that might be an age thing? Because I noticed that at some point, and I think it was, I think it was Rudy's 42nd birthday. He got to a point where he just wanted, I think this is right after his dad passed. And he knew what he wanted to, he wanted to just have dinner with a group of our friends not bringing their spouses, not that anything's wrong with their spouses because we we love them and it's fine. But it was it was that he just wanted his people. Well, and it was like, you know, he wanted his his two buddies, two buddies that he always worked with and they just shoot the shit and it's fun. And then of course April, who April was Rudy's work wife at the time, or the only person that I give the work wife title, by the way, not them. Like any Anybody that calls the work wife, like without the wife giving the title, that that's not right. That doesn't make any sense. The wife gives the title of work wife to that person. And so, and this was his work wife in Chicago. And like, and April, you know, she's fantastic, but she's also one of the bros, right? Like she's one of the guys, even though she's a female. And yes, she, she likes being a female too, but she, it's that she is one of the guys. And so... It ended up that he, like, all he wanted to do was go out to dinner with his bros, right? And it was like, I want my wife, and I want the bros, and, like, that's all I want. And he was 42, had just lost his dad. Well, you know, one of the wi- one of the wives got offended, you know, because, you know, the wives weren't coming, but then April was coming or something like that. And then I was just sitting there, I'm like, you know what? You're in your fucking 20s, I don't really give a shit, like, what you think right now. Like, my husband just lost his dad. He, like, the, he's in his vo- his 40s. And this is what he wants. Like, that's just what it is. And everybody came. Everybody, they had a great time. And that's just what he wanted. But I noticed that there was a difference that once he got to a certain age, he was to the point where he's like, I'm too tired to comply for everyone else's needs. 
I just need to do something for myself, which I think is really healthy. And I, I wish that more people could con- kind of communicate what their need is sometimes. You know, like my kids sometimes will look at me, you know, on a holiday and be like, okay, mom, you know, what are we doing for this holiday? And I was like, well, these are our options. What are you more in favor of? And then I kind of will take a census of, you know, what what the whole house wants to do. And then that's how we'll like make a decision on what our plans are for the holidays. Yeah, you know, being a single person, I don't ever get to choose and I don't ever even get the option of what to do for the holidays. It's kind of like I'm the easy person to travel, I'm the easy person to I don't have to haul, I don't have to load everybody up and put them all together. So my choices for the holidays are you either have family or you don't have family. That's it. <laughs> See, but that's the thing is it shouldn't have to be that way, right? I, I understand, and at the same time, it's just kind of like, I, I get it, this is what's easiest, and, you know, there was a point in time, a very long time ago, that, um, you know, I had a significant other, his parents were in town, and we did Thanksgiving at my house, but it wasn't like a weekend together with family, it was, you know, one day where everybody came for a few hours, and then went home. Okay. You know, which was fine too. Um, and it definitely made it to where we had more than just my immediate family, which, you know, they, they just always kind of made the assumption that I was going to come. And if I had somebody that came with me, okay, but they could go to their family if they didn't want to come to ours. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I, I just, I don't know. But, you know, like, I don't know if it's just that I... I'm always very observant. Like when I go to the grocery store, it's like I'll notice the person that you pass three times, right? And by the third time I pass them, if we haven't spoken, I'm like, well, you again. Hi. Yeah. You know, and like. Is that so, where you like point the car and then like, would you like to dance? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm totally that person. And then you can meet some really awesome people when you do stuff like that. But it's like, it's really interesting because it's like, you know, a lot of people aren't that observant. And to me, it's very important that when I have friends where it's just like even friends that don't have children or friends that aren't married, I still will ask what is feasible for them because, you know, it's like, okay, a lot of their friends, they're, most of them are married or they have children or they have all these other different things. Well, you know, yeah, there are times where I do want to go hang out with my friend, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I've got different obligations and they're completely sympathetic and compassionate to what I have to do you know like they're like oh you've got a family you've got to go to your mom thing whatever well at some point my kids will be gone and not like not dying like seriously like just out of the house doing their own thing and you know what that'll be the time where you know I will hit that retirement time I will hit that retirement time or all in the or maybe pre-retirement and at least I'll be able to have more you know, social outings with my friends and do do those things. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be great. But it's about making sure that like you're still being mindful of other people and their surroundings because, you know, it's just, to me, it's just being like respectful and, you know, not just assuming, pre-assuming what somebody else wants or needs because all of our needs are different. Yeah, and, and you know, your likes and dislikes are going to be different. Yeah, I mean, but today, Rudy Rudy said that he needed to go get himself grounded, which then I was like, who the fuck am I talking to that he just said, I need to go get myself grounded? You know, and I was just like, 
okay, good for you. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go fishing for a little bit so I can ground myself and get out of my head. And I was like, awesome. I love that. Well, I don't like fishing. I have no interest to fish. I have no need to fish. I, you know, if he wants me to go, I'll have no problem. Just give me a chair and a book and I'll be fine. But like, no, I have no interest of having a pole, using a pole, or being a pole. <laughs> I don't know how you be the pole. I don't know how you be the pole. You be one with the pole. <laughs> yeah. I was like, be what? Be, be the pole. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. I don't even know. I don't know. Okay. You know, and and you know, to give I am the person. It's like if I'm going to catch it, I actually want to have it for dinner, um, and I'm not going to do that at all whatsoever here in the city because I don't want city runoff in my fish and yuck, you know. <laughs> so I get the whole you know catch and release thing in the city because it's fun just to go out to the lakes and wander around and it doesn't even really matter if you get them or if you don't get them, sort of thing. So you know, I really. Well, and I mean, the the thing is, is it's like, it's really creating something that, you know, that you find enjoyable and that you find, you know, that, that is for you, right? Like, sometimes people just need to sit in silence. Sometimes people just need to, you know, need in, to watch a favorite episode of, like, a show that they really enjoy. Sometimes it's about, you know, getting their inspirational things or playing just a game quickly on their phone I mean everybody's different everybody like it I think we go through different phases and it's also different for what based off of what our mood is yeah. and I think we all do that and I you know the one thing I really try to do especially with the kids is like being mindful to that you know and when Kai I'll peek around the corner and Kai is completely by himself building blocks and talking to himself and doing his thing or whatever but he's content and so I'll like kind of peer around. I'll see that he's totally just in his own world, his own zone. And then I'll just leave him be. And I'll be like, okay, he's doing his thing. I have like, I'm just not going to interfere with that. Yeah. You know, and kids do that brilliantly. It's like they, they allow themselves time to just zone out, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just part of, they naturally do it. I think as human beings, we don't give ourselves permission as adults to just zone We do out. not. Right. You know, what were the thoughts in your head before you got to the panic attack? I don't know. Okay. Well, next time you start feeling anxious, I want you to pay attention to the thoughts in your head. And they're like, huh. Well, I was just driving the road. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody didn't drive down, down the road without thinking about something. I mean, if you're one of those people, and men can do this better than women, but if you're one of those people that can have nothing in your head and just drive, it's fantastic. But the majority of us are, like, thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the 14 things, and then we run down the rabbit hole with something else, and, of course, it creates anxiety because your brain is on fast forward, you know? Well, and, <laughs> and it's it, like, okay, stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, and then take a step forward. Well, 
I mean, even when you're driving and you're thinking you might have a blank slate, you still are like, ooh, look at that bird. Oh, this is a pretty street. Oh, that building looks different. You know, like there's still random thoughts. Right. I, I would love to get to that space again. I used to be able to do that, but it's like now I'm like, oh, I got to get there because I did this one, and then I got to do that, and then I've got, oh, shoot, I didn't do this, and oh, I forgot to call those people who gave them the credit, updated credit card number, and then I forgot. Ah! Right. <laughs> well, and I usually text myself those things, and then I can take it out of my head, and so then it's like I, I can't yeah no I just yeah well and that well and that's the thing is like we we all have to be able to cope we cope differently and so and I mean I'll go through the list but then I'll prioritize my list in my head when I'm driving and I will do those types of things I've also noticed you know like it's like I will definitely follow my mood in that vibration of okay when I listen to this podcast this is how I feel or up, oh, I've got too many words. If I add more words into my brain, you're not gonna be. You're gonna be over, overdone. So I will basically be like, okay, I need music when I'm going to. And today's a music day, or today's a this person podcast day, or hey, it's time for you to look over here. You know. So it just, it's very, it's interesting because I now before it wouldn't matter. I would just do it. But now it's like with the way that the tension of the world is, there's just so much going on that I have to pay more attention to it. I even am heightenedly aware that I've always talked with my hands and I always like, you know, am always all over the place and we, I'm even waving them around as I'm talking right now. My daughter decided to, yeah, my daughter decided to rewatch The Duff, which is one I love this movie. It's super cute. It's like the teen fun movie. It's just hilarious. And the girl in it does a spectacular job. And I can't even remember what her name is. I have a feeling their name well her maybe her name's not Amber. I know she plays an Amber in Parenthood, but this the Duff is hilarious. It's a cute little story about um, you know, basically these two neighbors that were raised together. They were like you know, paddle pool buddies and all the different stuff. But then as they got older, you know, he's in the popular group. He's the cute, he's the cute boy. You know, of course he's like, I don't know if he's like the quarterback or the football player dude or whatever. And then she, her best friends are, you know, Casey and something rather and like their most popular girls, but she's like their weird, awkward best friend. And they're all BFF. Like, so the three of the girls, they're all BFFs. But then some, like, then her neighbor, the cute boy that, like, she likes but at the same time annoys her, he ends up calling her a duff, like a designated ugly fat friend is, like, what this sim, what it stands for. And so, well, and then so she throws her drink in his face at a party, and then he, like, points out to her how, like, how, like, beautiful and unique, like, well, everybody wants her friends, and he's like, well, I'm just, he's like, I'm not saying it is, like, an insult, I'm just saying it's just, it just is the way that it is. He's like, you're, like, the filter for, to get to your friends, and he's like, she's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, all the conversations that you have with these guys they're t- that are talking to you, is it about them, or is it about you? And then, so then she's like, what? But then it gets in her head, so then she becomes crazed with the subject of being a deaf, so she cuts off her friends, and then she starts doing this stuff, but then she ends up teaming up with the kid 
to like help her be less awkward and like be more attractive and like whatever. So it's like it's kind of the same thing as like the can't buy me love where you got the nerdy kid that gets the popular kid to help them become popular. But it's, her goal wasn't to become popular. Her goal was to get with the guy she had a crush on who ended up not being what she thought it was. And so it's just this really cute like updated teen movie and I love it. Like it's just super cute. It just I mean, it adds to, like, the sweet, you know, the 16 Candles and the Breakfast Club. And, it like, it's just a modern day, like, feel good like that. Well, apparently, so my daughter normally, like, before would not like watching this movie. Then decides to watch it this week. And then she, like, so then I'm talking. We're all at the chiropractor and I'm talking about, you know, something. I think the vote that was coming up for mckinney and things like that and we were talking about the results of it and things of that nature and the my my husband and my daughter don't even talk like in that subject they don't they stay out of the loop they don't care they're just like whatever so they're just letting mom be mom conversation so of course my hands are flailing like they always do and then the two of them are laughing and in the background making fun of me and then leo G's making this gesture where it's like i like have a tendency to put my hand out and then I pull it back like into a fist and she's like rip the balls off just rip the balls off and I just looked at her and I was like what are you talking about and then she's like mom don't you remember that part in the duff and I was just like what are you what are you talking about so she fast forward through the whole so she picks up her phone pulls up the scene where He's like, they're doing like a dress up, trying different outfits on, and he's recording her. And she's like, if you show this to anybody, I'll just rip them right off. I'll rip your balls off. I'll just rip them right off. And she gestures, and I'm like, oh, my God, I do that all the time. (laughs) So now when I'm talking and I start doing that gesture – now every single time my family, I, you all, it's like a string of them. Like all three of them are like, rip your balls out, rip your balls out, rip your balls While I'm talking and I'm like, I can't even fucking talk anymore. Because like my hands just do it naturally. And then, yeah. That's kind of what I am. It's like I'm having, a, I'm in, I only do it when I'm talking about something that's important and I'm looking for that connectivity and then I pull it in and I connect it. And so I'm like energetically doing a different thing and then they're like, rip the balls off, just rip them. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> orange pee pee balls maybe? Rip them off. But it's funny because it's like, I like seeing that as we're getting our kids are getting older, you know, the 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 bonding that's happening with my husband and my daughter, which has been so significant over the last, you know, months, um, even like with, you know, leaving for work today, Kai, Kai leaves and goes, you always hug daddy so much more than me. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> sorry, kid. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. <laughs> That's funny. It is pretty funny. This poor guy. Poor guy. He's just looking for mama's love. He's like, yeah, I love you. You got you. So there's someone out there for you, baby. Yeah. You just go someday. You someday. Go yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. 
happy end of yeah, happy end of retrograde. This thank fucking god. I seriously might have to literally pop a cork and have a mimosa or something. This (laughs) woo, (laughs) 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 fuck yeah. That might be my TikTok today. Like ah 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 ah. Let's start. Let's get this party started. And yeah, dude, yeah, I done, done, dead. Yeah, it's been brutal, and I, you know, I, in the process of writing a book, it's like for anybody who's never like sat down to do a big creative project like that, there are times where it feels like you're a little bit out of your mind. (laughs) And then the best part of it, the best part of when you're out of your mind, is then you realize. I don't really have to be fucking doing this. I'm making myself do it. And this is all of your creation of this craziness. And then, but then you're like, and it has to be done. Yeah, but, but it's not, um, it's not like it makes me crazy out of my mind that way. It's just kind of like there's this, this moment of crazy. No, that's how I feel when I'm in that moment. Where it's, it's just like, there's not even any. There's not even any thought of I'm making myself do this. It's not even that. Or that okay. it has to be done. That's it's how I get. Literally, like, there's this information and it's, like, coming in from I don't even know where. And, you know, there's times where it's, like, I send it off because I'm, like, okay, done. And I send it off and, and um, you know, somebody will read it and be, like, oh, wow, da, 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 And I'm, like, yeah, I should probably read that sometime. <laughs> I don't even remember I don't what I wrote. Exactly. Right. I don't remember what I put in there. I don't know what I said. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's like, okay, when you're talking about like channeling and getting your download and then having it turn into that, well, what, what's, what's strange for me is like when I'm, I get to the point, I'm not saying I feel like that overall. I'm saying it's the moment where all of a sudden there's a blockade or like you, all of a sudden it's just like a bundled up overwhelming feeling of like things going on. And then that's when I'm like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, calm down. This is your doing. Like you're, you're in the midst. This is your mission. Like this is your mission. This is your purpose. It has to be done. You wouldn't be getting all of this stuff, this stuff if it wasn't supposed to be done. So then like I have to, it's like I have to have a conversation with my ego to calm it from getting irrational. And then I have to go, okay, slow it down. First of all, you can take, take a break and step away or you can jump back into it. It's of your own, like, you know, like, hey, where are you at? Nope, I can do this. And then I get back and then it comes through. And then it's like I have these waves of where I can feel like the energy of the people that will benefit from it. And then I almost become overwhelmed with tears of joy and happiness. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like the feeling like you're sitting on gold. But then at the same time, it's like nobody knows it. Like it's oh, you're the only one that knows what's to come. And then, and then it's like, and it's true. It's like when you sit down and you get things filtering through, and then you hit the end of it, and then you're all of a sudden like, I kind of vaguely remember what the hell I just did, but I it feels like a distant dream. Yeah, and it and it's gone like within a few seconds. Yes. Love, whatever her name is, 
Yes. Okay. Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. And she um, was talking about how that, um, you know, inspiration or muse, it comes like a tidal wave. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you start to feel it coming, that you better start running with it because if you don't, it's just it's going to go. Like, it's just going to flip you and keep going. You know, but you always have <laughs> this like surfing, right? Here comes the wave. You, you have to catch it. the wave. You know? It's true. <laughs> completely right? gone and so you either rode with it or you didn't and like I said after it it's just kind of like I, I don't get that like this is going to make a huge difference in the world it's like for me sometimes there's even like okay did I write it so simply that people are going to miss it or you know I and or something along the lines of like there are times where I almost get like embarrassed of how much of myself I put in there which is weird it's, it's you feel exposed like, I feel exposed yeah, yeah. and so I, it's it's interesting so we'll, we'll see there's a difference between when you're creating these things and then when you're sending them out and there's that feeling of like all of a sudden it turns to okay you know like ooh, look at this look at all of this that I that I've that I've done and had my hands in and woo this is awesome and then but then as soon as you set it out, there's a part of you that's like, Wr-r-r. like, yeah, yeah, like, a, like right, like, what did I just put out? Yeah. Like, what did I just, what did I just do? And then like, part of you is excited for other people to see it. Right. But then a part of you is just like, oh, shit. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's almost feels like judgment day. And then what I find, like, even more interesting is like, with that tidal wave of when it comes in, it comes out. It's like, oh, that fuck shit always happens at like 11 at night or like 2 o'clock in the morning. Like random times, you know. And like sometimes it's like I went, I haven't gone for a run in a while. But like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I need to go for a run. And then I go for a run. And then I have to stop in the middle of my run because I get a download that's so big that if I don't write it down, it's gone. And so it's like I'll, I'll stop. And I, I swear if you just picked up my phone and put me in the text box to look up I have so many downloads so I text myself so that my phone stays on an alert so that in the morning I can actually go through it and then type type it down copy what I text myself because that's how I that's how I go through it and then and then it's like I once I got it down on paper I can sit at the main content and then it's like, okay, that this is not the time to dive into it. This is not the time to channel into that vibration. I needed to get the pre-context set, and then I write it down, put it, and then I put it aside. So, but then you've seen my folders. I've got a shit ton of random paper of all these random things, and because that's how it is. Where it's just I haven't. I'm not supposed to dive into it yet. I've written the subject content of like the purpose or the point the main point and then I haven't even gone into the description to write the pages for it but I'm not supposed to yet and it's like but you have to learn to figure out how to do that and to jump in when you're supposed to and when you're supposed to let it be and you I mean like you've been every single time I've talked to you in the last two weeks you've been writing and which has been fantastic yeah and I mean it's like it seems like I'm writing all the time because I'm writing in my head apparently I'm really ecstatic when I can get one or two chapters complete in a week. Yeah. It, you know, and it's like it's not, my books aren't huge, but it really, like I said, it's in my head that I'm 
having to kind of formulate and wrap my brain around how it is that I really want to present a concept that's not an everyday concept, concept mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like you, <laughs> most people don't sit around and talk about, uh, you know, quantum physics and multidimensional existence and how we can heal ourselves using that, right? So it, it, it just, um, yeah, a lot of times it's, it's and people will be like, ah, oh, your analogies are amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I had to figure out a way to make it make sense for people that have no concept of what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> But it well, it, but the thing is, is it's like creating the gateway drug into the new world of understanding, right? It's yeah. like we, it's like the language doesn't exist. We, it's like we are we being, we are being used to create it so that we can. And I, you know, it goes takes me back to that huge vision glimpse that I had of us, right? Like, you know, you had put my needles in and knocked me out for my regular dose of acupuncture and reset and rebalancing, and when I came. I had this vision that fully, un, just completely made me understand how we work and how our our partnership, our friendship works, and not just not our friendship, personal friendship, but how we work for like the collective, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a picture. It, I literally got a vision of this bridge, at this village, the village of the completely connected, the completely aware, the completely, like the goal, right? The goal of where everybody's supposed to get to, right? And here's this village, which you are clearly living in the village, but at the same time you come over and you meet, you go up to the bridge and you stand on that side. So you're staying on that village side and you're standing on that one side of the bridge where here that bridge goes across and it's like more physical third dimension world, right? So it's like, okay, here you're in 5D, 5, 6, 7, 8. I, I mean, the vibration of that village feels like an 8, 9. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a high, high dimension where, you know, here I'm sitting over here gr- taking one person from thir- 3D, holding hands with them, coaching them, getting to where they need to be. And then I'm like, oh, look, you were graduated. It's time to take you to the next level. And so oh, then... Pretty. Right, and so then I take them onto the bridge, and then I look at you, and I'm like, hey, hey, friend. Like, and then you're just like, okay, come hither. And then the person walks across the bridge, and then they're welcome into the village. And, and like, and it's so funny because, like, you even said, like, you don't have patience and time to, like, reteach or re, like, to just segue people in where that's one of my skill sets. Like, I'm very good at doing that. I'm really good at dosing and pulling people in you know, yeah, it's exhausting. And I, and it's at some point that may not be my job anymore. But right now, like that's a lot of what my job is to create and that more enlightenment and pers- that new perspective and then letting it watch and grow and caretake. But I think it's so cute to like, I, I see us doing this work in the world. And that vision came to me so clearly that I was just like, oh, I totally get it because sometimes I'm always wondering why you're over here doing one thing and I'm over here doing another and I'm like I don't get it because we like what why aren't we doing that and I was like oh because we are working together we're just we both have to be in our own ballpark different jobs yeah yeah completely different jobs really live in the world and I think you do this 
pretty much too, but it's like the people that I surround myself, it's like we really know and are very familiar with ourselves as spiritual beings that are having a physical experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like when you walk, when you walk through life as this, you know, literally an eternal spiritual being and you know that you're that and you've had some concept of that even since you were a five-year-old and then you know, it's like the world just keeps telling you that's not who you are, that's not who you are, you're this physical thing, and then at some point you kind of understand and you learn to move beyond that. Right. And and then it's like living in this world as a spiritual being where everyone else like has that flip side of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very interesting. And and I think the analogy that I use in my book is like if your physical being and your experience as a physical being is the tip of the iceberg, it's the piece that you see. It's like if the water, it's life experiences, if you were to dive into the water, that other 90% of the iceberg, that's where I work, right? You know, it's like that's where I like to connect with people and to help them grow and to actually be who they are because I, I really see myself more as a facilitator mm-hmm. of helping people be that 90% that's underneath <laughs> the waters right. um, of that than I do, you know, working with the physical body. But, you know, as I've come through, of course, living in a physical world, it's kind of like, well, you have to work with that physical body. And some people, it's like that 10% is all they're ever going to be. Well, and, you know, it's it takes me to, like, when I hug my kids, I've actually changed. You know, like, I might say, like, of course, I always tell them I love them when I give them hugs. But I also say say to them, thank you so much for choosing me to be your mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, my son doesn't fully pick up and gravitate towards what that means yet but at some point he will my husband this week has sent me numerous tiktoks of things where he's like holy shit i'm starting to understand what you're talking about when you say that we're all from different places and different you know like different let's just say that my leo and i have had numerous conversations where we can identify that two people came from a different place where these people over here are like, oh, in our family, actually this person is the only one from this place. Like they don't fit with anybody, you know, like, and so we've had these conversations and my husband's heard that, heard us have these conversations, but not fully being gravitating towards, I don't really understand what you guys are talking about. And then this week, I mean, he's been starting to see more and more streams on his TikTok that are, in educating and different and, you know, under explaining third to fifth dimension and it's explaining, um, the physicality of different things. And so he's like, I'm starting to really understand like what you're saying. Um, and it's like, and the thing is, it's like, even you say things to me sometimes where, which is impressive period on its own, because with all the life experience that I have had and the perspective, the fact that I am so open to, accepting the downloads and messaging that I get it's helped me be a lead for a lot of people so you know like even though I have clients in their 60s 70s you know that I'm still creating their healing path and having them understand it's okay to be who they are and making them feel better and what's what's interesting is that there are things that you say to me that end up becoming part of the words I used to help coach them. Like I needed to hear it and then I had to put my own analogy into it. To And then now I'm getting people 
to hear that would never have been able to hear things to start hearing things. Although, you know, I still get a blockade where I say one thing and I just put one little droplet, one little dose of a different concept on somebody and then they event and then they looked at me and was like, "No." And then I'm like, "Yeah, okay, too physical body." All right. Yeah. They're not going to grasp that concept. Like, yeah. never mind. At least I tried I tried it. Yep, there we go. It's fine. But then but then here there's there's one client of mine that I've worked with for years and I've always had a really hard time getting her to open up to. It. I mean, some a lot of her issues are a blockade from phys, physical to spiritual, right? It's it's her spiritual trying to come out there but she's choosing so much of physical that it's not coming through. And finally, I just said to her, "Hey, look, this we we keep treating this area this area actually i was like are we having a lot of guilt right now are we having issues with guilt and she just kind of looked at me and was like yeah and i go because i said you know on your left side that's the emotional side like right side's more physical pain left side's the emotional pain that he exact and then as soon as i said right side left side left side's emotional pain she's like she all she could do is chuckle and say, "Well, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Everything I've been going through is emotional." And I was like, "Okay, in that particular area, that's usually an indication of guilt. What are we starting to feel guilty of? Because I know you, and there's nothing for you to be feeling guilty about. You haven't been doing anything wrong." And so then it opened her up to having that conversation, opened her up to being able to ha- to at least start addressing the things she's been suppressing, um, not saying that immediately. It was just the fact that it was the seed that was dropped. She took it. She grew what she could right in that moment. And then now she's at a standstill to wait to say, okay, that is where I need to go. I'm just not there yet. But at some point, I know that's where I have to go and have to get to. And so it's been very, it's, it's a rewarding thing to get people to open up. And to start seeing these things. But at the same time, it's it's so interesting how each of our jobs are so completely different. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, I've been a licensed acupuncturist for over 20 years at this point. And I, there are lots of licensed acupuncturists that they don't even go into and pay attention to, like, those spiritual aspects of what the teachings were about. They sort of say are very much... Um, brilliant technicians of this is how you apply the points to get the results that you want in the physical Mm -hmm. right it's like that's that's where their brilliance lies where it's like for me it's always been that conversation around how 2500 years ago they wrote down all of this information of how as spiritual beings it's like you can work with each other's physical body to move emotions to get all of that stuff to work and that's the piece that me to me over the last 20 years that i've been like so much of the healing that was happening was happening in conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't happening with the needles. The needle helps, but it's like when people start to move that emotion, even if it creates an emotional response, like if you pierce here and there, it's like it's brought to the surface. And then using acupuncture just kind of clears it and stabilizes it. Right. It's amazing, like the improvement that can happen from that aspect. Um, it's no anyway. different than like when you have a community that gathers together for prayer. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They they're. they're 
yeah exactly they're surrounding the they're surrounding the incident the environment the whatever with just nothing but pure light and joy and then they're basically just putting i mean it's just like it's like a big comfort bear hug around a situation and everybody's blanketing it and putting their protection and their happy vibrations and all of that stuff and it's just like you know what i it it makes me sad when some people you know they they get offended when someone says like well i'll pray for you well the i pray for you isn't a it's not it's not supposed to be a demeaning thing it's not supposed to be a pity thing the i pray for you is that i'm going to put love and joy around you and i'm going to i'm going to wish all the good things so that you don't have to struggle or any struggle that is supposed to be part of your path is at least a little less edgy. Yeah. I, I can only say thoughts and prayers because some people can hear the thoughts and, and they can hear the prayers. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to step over this because I'm actually really curious. Um, when you say guilt, what part of the body do you associate that with? Um, actually, when I'm more of like shoulder, shoulder region. Um, so like not so much of more throat chakra, throat chakra is more like suppression of like vocal vocalizing or suppressing the things that you want to say versus not saying the things that need to be said. But like more of the guilt aspect was more about, you know, like heart connect joint itself or more like that neck between neck and shoulder between neck and shoulder. Okay. Yeah. So, and that, and that's, that's exactly where, um, where a lot of that was get was coming. Um, and I, I had a couple of people this week also that, you know, with retrograde and a lot of that activity, it was like, it was almost like stagnant, stagnant solar plexus. Um, people, I have, I've had a lot of people that have, you know, the nourishment of their soul has been a little, I don't want to say damaged, let's just say hindered over retrograde. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's like when we're having that, like we're not allowing ourselves to receive. Usually, that receiving is from the left because it's at the center, mm-hmm. and the giving is from the right. So when it's a left shoulder issue in the shoulder joint, I'm like, that has to do with us not allowing ourselves to receive into that heart space because right. it's not even getting past our arm. Right. Right. That makes complete sense. And then, you know, I tend to think that you know, if you were going to pick up a human being and try to walk off with them, you're going to throw them over your shoulder like you would a 40 pound sack seat. Right. <laughs> right. And so I think of us as carrying our relationship, whether it be relationship with the feminine or relationship with the masculine, or specifically with a male or a female in your life as that kind of top of the shoulder between your neck and, and the joint mm-hmm. itself, um, is where we carry our relationship. And so having guilt, it makes sense that it would be up there, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, is it with a female in your life? Is it with your own femininity? Is it with how you allow yourself to express your femininity? You know, or is right. it, you know, mother, daughter, sister, work partner? Right. And, the, and well, in this, in this individual recently lost her son. Um, so her son passed away unexpectedly. And so the relationship of motherhood and carrying her child and having the guilt of what ifs and doing all of that so it was very correct absolutely and so all of that connectivity was right right there and you know i did i did some you know so so a lot lot of my clients don't necessarily know i'm doing energy work on them like per se because some people are very open to it and some people 
just don't, they just don't understand. And, and that just is what it is. But, you know, it's like some, you know, like after working with her, trying to clear some of that out, it was like, okay, I got good chunks of layers out, was able to get fluidity back, balance. And I just, within instance, they're like, wow, I can like, oh my gosh, that's so much better. Okay. I can move this. I can feel this. And it's like, they don't even really necessarily know, have to understand to comprehend the energy work that's taking place. Then it's just more about they can they they reap the immediate change they reap the immediate benefit of that and it's very as cool. As long as they're open to receiving, you know, it's like yeah. have, to con- have that conversation with their higher self and be yep. like, okay, you know, this is okay that I'm gonna do this. You know, yeah, you can <laughs> never. Are you open to receiving? Cause right. If you're not, you know, there's no point. Yeah, yeah, there's no point. Yeah, and there's and like that's the thing is like I always honor that. Like if if it was ever ever you feel the blockade you feel when it's a big no and then you can't do it and like and I and I even do that with even the physical work that I do it's like there's a window of opportunity to be able to work on something and then all of a sudden it's like nope it's finished I'm done like there's nothing else I can do today so sorry yeah so bye